Hello and welcome to LO Governor, the podcast. As always, I am Abdullah, and my guest today is, introduce yourself, good sir. Hey, hey, everybody. My name is Ezekiel Ajabi. Is that how you pronounce your last name, Ajabi? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ajabi. Oh, well, if, <laughs> uh, I, this is funny. So, like, if you, uh, I'm Nigerian, so if you say with an accent, it's Ajibi, but, you know, as not a lot of people have the Nigerian accent, so uh, I just say a JB, you know, so it could be easily pronounced. So it's JB, basically. Have you ever, ever, have you ever been it's called JB? Is that has that JB. become a nickname <laughs> now? <laughs> never, never, uh, never at all. <laughs> yeah. So, so first question is the obvious one, but how did the whole acting thing start? Yes, uh, acting, man. Um, Honestly, I've always wanted to do it since I was a kid. I, I just remember growing up, um, I want to say around the age of like six or seven. I used, I grew up watching like movies like uh, with Eddie Murphy in it. So like Beverly Hills Cops. So I was, was kind of young to watch those movies, but I loved Eddie. Like, right? <laughs> so it's like, I'm, I'm going to watch what I, what I, what I like. Um, so Eddie Murphy at the time, Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and seeing them on the screen doing their thing from the age of like eight to 12, I believe I was just so in awe and like, man, I want to do that, man. I want to be on TV one day. Um, but it wasn't until, I guess at that age, I assumed you, you had to be an adult to be on TV. Um, and so it wasn't until like I started watching, uh, I think it was the, the nineties, early 2000s sitcom uh series called all that um and keenan and kells when i saw y'all a lot of younger people uh on tv and i was like oh my gosh these these are kids if they can do it i can so uh fast forward uh when i turned 18 i decided to do it on my own so that was like your basic introduction to it was just hey seeing seeing all these like really talented people and being like yeah i can do that but then not realizing that oh you have to be like 40 or 50 to, to break in exactly yeah exactly because <laughs> it because it doesn't occur to you that oh nowadays because because nowadays anybody can can get into acting like it doesn't really matter i don't think that there's like a a specific age like age is not even a thing that we look at anymore but it's kind of funny that you mentioned that because even even back then you know watching like a lot of uh, the movies i grew up watching like a lot of the cast casts in those in those movies were like what around late 30s early 40s yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. you just assume oh you have to be that age to to make it but uh but no not really you know you watch other shows and other and other um things and you realize oh no anybody can do this that's interesting mm -hmm. it's very true and uh who would you say are your main inspirations main inspirations huh so i don't if any anytime somebody asks me this question it's like i don't know how to answer it in totality is because I, I watch so many different people and, and I'm inspired by so many different uh, actors and, and just artists in, in the collective of the entertainment industry. And so it's like in the film world, I, I love 
watching uh, Johnny Depp, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence, Denzel. Uh, lately, uh, what's what's that guy's name? Who's who's been going crazy? Uh, Mahershala Ali. You know he he's he's amazing. Uh, you know just just people just people who. Uh, People who just like I I don't know it's it's just they're just so captivating to me on the screen right and so like a a lot of the times the way I learned especially before before I could uh afford like even going to an acting class or or anything of that sort I I just had to learn by watching because uh, I'm a visual learner as well as an auditory learner so um, visually I would see what you know these greats would do. Um, Tom Cruise is sometimes, you know, I watch Tom and do him doing all his action stuff. I <laughs> used to practice in my living room, like jumping over tables and <laughs> over the couch and things of that nature. Uh, but yeah, I kind of just like watch and, 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 and take little bits and pieces and take notes uh, on, on, on the greats and, and them doing what they're doing. You know, um, I, I kind of like try to turn it into my own art in a way uh, from watching them do them. And what do you love and hate about what you do? What do I love and what do I hate? That is a great question. Uh, I want to say I love, I love it all. Like the 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 fact that I can be on on a set in a studio um, and get to portray a character that is outside of who I am um, and is not necessarily who I characterize as from in, in my day to day is is just a beautiful thing and just I don't know just set life in general I, I I truly love um but what I hate or despise I would say would be <laughs> the wait time uh sometimes between I guess your takes or uh the wait time between the next job you know because it everybody says it's a hurry up and wait business so it's like once you get it, it's like, okay, hurry up. We need you to do this. We need you to do that. But then you're in your trailer waiting for, I don't know, three, four hours before they get to you, you know? <laughs> um, and then like when you're not doing a job, you're waiting uh, to hear from your team to see if there's anything else coming up the line for you. So yeah, I would say I, that's part of what I dislike about the industry, but you know, it is what it is. It comes with the territory. Um but hopefully later down the line, I will be higher in the ranks and won't have to wait as much. And what was the best and worst piece of advice you've ever been given as an actor? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I want to say the best advice someone gave me. Uh, who was it? I don't remember who told me this, but they said they said to keep God first never let the industry change you and to always be a student because you can never know too much. You can never stop learning. Sorry. Um, and so I, I think that that always stuck with me. So I've always been kind of a, kind of a studious student of the craft. I guess you can say even, even when I'm not in um, a class or I'm not studying under anyone um, I always find myself kind of out in the world, uh, just being a, a student of life, because I, I believe one of my, my coaches in the past said, the more life experiences you have, the, the better actor you can become, uh, because essentially acting in, in and of itself is uh, making unbelievable circumstances believable.
right? Um, so just in the world on my day to day, like I'm always kind of just like learning and 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 seeing how people do certain things, just to see how I can implement normal actions that people won't even think about, but to make that realistic and portrayable on camera, if that makes sense. Um, worst advice, I would say, uh, <laughs> I've heard someone say, um, well, you know, you just, you just, you just gotta go for it. And once you go for it, you know, you just kind of see what happens, which I guess, depending on how you look at it can be good advice, but it, it, it's like, you can say that about anything, right? Go for it, see what happens. But that's, that's I don't know. It wasn't really helpful to me. So <laughs> And how did you get involved in Outer Banks? Was that a general audition or was that like a callback sort of situation? Yes. So Outer Banks, uh, funny story. So the I auditioned for it, but the week that I got that audition, I actually caught COVID. So I was in bed for like a, I want to, I want to say like a solid week, like just, turning down auditions left and right. Cause I, I think, I think that same week I probably had like five or six auditions that my team sent me, but I was literally declining every single one of them, like left and right, decline, 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 decline. And so um, I got the audition for Outer Banks uh, in my inbox. My team was like, Hey, Ezekiel, they want to see you for this role. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, I told them, Hey, I'm not feeling well, but I'm looking at the deadline that they have on here. If it's if I feel better before the deadline, I'll tape. If not, I, I'm declining this one too. And my team was like, okay, that's fine. Um, health first, right? And so I think Outer Banks, for whatever reason, it could have just been the stars aligning for me. I don't know. But for whatever reason, the deadline was a lot further out than everything else that I was declining. Like most things, it's like the do the next day, do in two days, et cetera, et cetera. But Outer Banks, it was like, it's almost like a week deadline. I was like, dang, why did it give me a week to do this? Like, this is, it's only a handful of lines. And so um, by the end of the week, I was feeling a little better. Um, not a hundred percent. I want to say I was at like 75%, but I think for my audition scenes, I only had about like four, four to six lines. So I was like, okay, I can get four to six sentences out um, without falling over and passing out. Right. <laughs> um, and so I, I, I tape, I send it in, uh, about a week later, my team gets back to me and says, uh, casting loves you. They want to know if you're available. Um, I'm like, yeah, let them know I'm available. And then they're like, okay. Um, we, they want to give you an offer. Like, do you accept? And I'm like, Oh shoot. Offer. What in the world? What if I didn't accept this audition and decline it just like the rest? Cause I wasn't feeling well. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's how it came about. And next thing you know, I I was Fenton on Outer Banks season three. Like, did you ever get imposter syndrome being on a show like that, even for like a little <laughs> bit? <laughs> oh, man, imposter syndrome. No, nah, honestly, not at all. Not at all. I, I feel like when I got there, um, I, I, I kind of knew some of the cast already because we had worked on previous projects in the past. So uh, Drew Starkey, uh, we did a pilot, um, I'm going to say back in 2018. And then uh, Maddie Klein, is, as well as uh, Nick Cirillo, we also did a movie back in uh, 2018. I believe that was called, what was that called? Oh, the the Giant, I believe. We all did a, we did a movie called The Giant back in Atlanta. Um, and then Drew Starkey, our, our pilot was in North Carolina called Limbo. 
uh, never really went anywhere, got picked up. So it, it was, you know, kind of one of those um, failed pilots. But, you know, I, I'm, I already had some familiarity with, with some of the people on set. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. Like four or five years down the line, here we are again. I mean, you guys have been on the show for three seasons now. But so it's like, it's just great to see uh, growth over the years. And so imposter syndrome, yeah, it never really crossed my mind. I, I just felt like, you know, everyone there was my peers. And uh, it was it was cool. You know, I really liked it. Because it was one of those shows that really got big during the pandemic. And I, you know, just, yeah. you know, I just got, you know, I just got done watching it just recently. I know I'm terrible, but, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm a busy guy, so I don't have time to like sit through, sit through all these shows. And right, right. It's it's a very fascinating show because like I I didn't expect it to be as popular as as it got but it really is popular like people really love this show and to you know to just be a part of something yeah. like this even if it's just a a bit character who only has like six lines it's still a it's still mm -hmm. an amazing accomplishment don't 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 let anybody tell you otherwise <laughs> thank you thank you I really appreciate that. Cause it's, it's crazy. Like, you know, talking about, you know, it's funny you mentioned like, you know, being hopefully being, you know, big enough on the rank <laughs> to, to, you know, get called up for, for, uh, you know, big, big enough on the food chain to get called up to, to, you know, have bigger roles. I think this is like a really good launching off point, truly. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's one of those things where, yeah. I mean, cause they don't, I don't think that they call, call back a lot of people for these types of shows. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man, that's that's actually you, you know you, you thank you. I appreciate that cuz uh I think I think in the past I used to always even doing the show I was like, well it's only like a few lines. It's this there's no way anything can really come out of this. But hearing you say that, you know, is is really encouraging. So I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, cuz um I was looking at your um social media feed and like I I know the picture you posted on on set on you know announcing outer banks is like the most liked thing on your Instagram and it's like yeah I guess obviously because because <laughs> people really love this show and I don't blame them because it's like a huge deal and I had no yeah. idea that the show was this big because again it was because again it, it came out during the pandemic and I wasn't really watching a lot of Netflix back then I was just usually you know I was stuck home depressed like everyone else so I didn't have time to just be like oh I'm just gonna binge watch stuff you know? right right <laughs> indeed indeed but again it is it is <laughs> I I just love I love celebrating people's successes and I really hope that you know you this opens up more doors for you because I really do think that you're a really talented guy. I mean, you got you got the look. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. I, I hear I hear that often. <laughs> but what they don't tell you is the look is just half the battle. You know that gets you in the door, but you know you you still have to have uh, skill and and talent to to back it up. Um, so it's just a matter of timing at this point for me, in my opinion. Another thing that you did um, was, uh, what was it? Uh, the Bad Guys Christmas special. Like, how did that whole thing come about? And was it tricky uh, doing something that was, like, voiceover related as opposed to on camera? Or was there no difference at all? Yes. Uh, so it wasn't really tricky for me, per se, because um, I've always wanted to to, to hop into the voice the voiceover realm um, of entertainment, because um, I, I love, love, love animation movies, animation shows, just animation projects altogether, right? Uh, Coco's probably one of my favorite movies um, 
about like the Day of the Dead, Dia de los Muertos. Um, and so I remember auditioning. So my team, my, my voiceover team sent me the, the audition for the bad guys of everybody holiday for DreamWorks. And at the time, I'm not going to lie to you, man. At the time I was, I was really discouraged because I had already auditioned for hundreds of other voiceover projects prior to even getting uh, the DreamWorks audition, the bad guys. And in my head, I was like, man, I'm, uh, I'm tired of doing this. Like every time I send, send a voiceover in, it's like, I never hear anything back. So like this, I, I don't even know if this is going to make a difference. I almost didn't do it to be honest with you. Like I was really contemplating, I don't want to say quitting, but just not giving it my time. Cause I was, I had other things going on at the time. So I was like, uh, do I even have the time to do this just to hear nothing? And so something came over me and I was like, you know what? This could be the one, right? You never know. In this business, you literally never know because anything you do can be the one that kind of like catapults you or, or gets you in the room or gets you in the door. Um, and so I did it. A week later, um, I think I'm actually on set of Outer Banks. <laughs> uh And then uh, my team hits me and says, hey, Ezekiel, they actually love you. Um, we know that you're out of town at the moment, but when you get back, um, they would love to do a, uh, uh, what's it called? Like a, a a voice session or something like that. Or no, I think it was before I left. Before I left, they did like a, a test, like a voice test or something like that. I, I don't know uh, what, what the specific terminology was that they used. And so I went in, did it didn't hear back for like two weeks. And at this point I was actually on set of Outer Banks. And then I got an email from my team saying, um, you, you booked the role of shark. And I was like, what? I booked the role of shark. And so like, they're all calling me, but I'm, I'm in Barbados. So I wasn't answering because I didn't want to run up my minutes <laughs> for being out of the country. And so, um, I, I show my friend the email and he gets like super excited for me. He starts, you know, congratulating me or whatever. Um, and then, yeah, that, that, that's how that came about. It was really an audition to them bringing me into the studio to me, like testing out my voice, I guess. Um, and fast forward, I was shark. Um, really great experience, really a dream come true. Cause like I said, I've, I've always wanted to do it, especially since I was a kid. Um, and Man, it was, it was, it was, uh, I was truly grateful to just even be a part because DreamWorks was, was a company that was definitely on my vision board <laughs> a couple of years ago. And I was like, man, I want to work with them one day. So it, it, it really happened for me. So I was truly grateful to be in that space. And was that a group record or did you guys record separately? It was separately because it was still during the pandemic. Um, I believe it was 20, this was 2022, summer, it was like summer of 2022. So it was still kind of pandemic. They still had like COVID restrictions and COVID rules when it came to doing things on set or in studio. Uh, so everything was separate. And, uh, you know, when you, when you were brought in, did they, did they want their own take on the character or did they want like a sound alike to, to the movie? Yeah, so they they specifically told me uh, when I was brought in and also in the email for the audition that they didn't want a sound alike because in the original, uh, uh, the the feature film that came out, uh, I want to say, was that 2022 maybe? Um, they were yeah, 2022. It was, 2022, it was voiced by Craig Robinson. And so they said they didn't want a 
sound alike uh, of Craig. They wanted something um, that was, I guess, its own kind of voice. Like it's just something new, essentially, but not too far off, if that makes sense. And so um, they told me when I when they heard my my voice audition, they were like, "You're in the ballpark of what we're looking for." Um, let's, let's have fun with this. Let's see where this goes. And so I was just kind of like, just testing the waters and just really just doing what I did in my audition, to be honest with you. And then, um, I, I do, I do other voices. And so when, when I saw that shark, he was the master of disguise, I was wearing disguises and being different people and, and, and becoming different characters. I was like, well, this is perfect. Maybe I can use this opportunity to, kind of play with my voice range and just do a bunch of different voices for this one character. And they thought it was a good idea. They're like, okay, let's, let's try it. Let's see, let's see what you got. And then, so I start doing random voices for random costumes shark would put on and they were like laughing, going crazy in the studio uh, with some of the, with some of the voices I came up with and they, they loved it. And so it just stuck. I got to say, like, easily the funniest scene in the entire special was when he goes, when he meets up with the um, radio host and he's like, yes. I'm Scrooge. And she's like, wait a minute, aren't you the shark from the bad, from the bad guys? It's like, no, I'm Scrooge. Look at my, look at my sideburns. Yeah, button chops. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a pretty funny scene. It was fun voicing it as well, because uh, I, I was really sure how I was going to voice Scrooge, but I kind of just, I don't know, I just kind of played with it, and I found something that worked, and they liked it too, so they're like, yeah, stick with that, stick with that. I just love how his plan of like how to get people in the Christmas spirit is to put on a play centered around Scrooge and just <laughs> cast Tiny Tim as the bad guy. And I'm like, yeah, that's what? hilarious. hilarious. Like, what does that even? What does that have to do with anything? But it's exactly. like exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Shark is a character. Seriously, it's just it's just a character. That's all I can say. <laughs> And, and another one of my favorite scenes is like when they want to distract the ice cream vendor. He's like, I'm just going to ask you like a bunch of questions <laughs> that's going to waste time. <laughs> Literally wasting time. Like, hmm, let me ask you a question. Does the mistletoe mint taste more like missiles or toes? Like, what, what? Like, who thinks of something like that? You know, it's like, that's, I don't know. Shark, Shark is a funny guy, in my opinion. He's, he's, he's hilarious. There's a lot of times when, when, when I was in the studio where I couldn't finish the line because I was laughing so much. <laughs> and even the, the uh, directors and, you know, the DreamWorks team was, was laughing as well. Cause they knew it was a funny line and it was just like, okay, guys, let me, let me get it together so I can get it out. And so, you know, delivered it more laughs, et cetera. Like it's, it, it was a great time overall, just being with, with everyone and those guys. So. And do you watch any of the stuff you're in or can you not stand like watching yourself? I honestly enjoy watching the things I'm in solely because as I said previously, I'm a visual learner. And so I like to, whenever something that I've been in or done as comes out, I like to kind of take the mindset of, pulling myself outside of myself as if I don't know who Ezekiel the JB is and watch to see, is this guy a good actor? Can, can, can I believe him? Can I learn from 
this scene like you know can i do a scene study and take notes and be like oh my gosh that's that's really believable uh so i actually enjoy watching myself and, and seeing my work to see if it i don't know is up to par with other things that i watch and see uh that's not me so yeah and is you know is it does it feel weird like watching yourself and you know just seeing you know you especially like you you in live action but it's not you it's a totally different character you know is, is you know can you um separate yourself from the character or can you just like see yourself you know just, it's, it's, or is it just like you <laughs> as the character yeah uh so sometimes it's interesting to watch because i know i know how i am on the day to day and like me being characters uh like i said before i kind of like take myself out of it when i'm watching or i take myself outside of myself while i'm watching just to see just to see if the character it works for whatever you know i brought up in the moment while i was filming it um so yeah i, I don't know it's, it's never it's never weird uh, per se, I think in the beginning I was it's it was more like nervousness and nerves of me, uh, I guess seeing myself on screen for the first time. Um, but then eventually it just evolved into a thing of where I just want to be better, you know. I just want to keep getting better and and and, and improving, uh, which I have seen over the years because some from from some of my early stuff, um, you can see a huge transition from then to now and so yeah it's a, it's always nice to to just see uh my improvement over the years essentially oh do you do you watch any of your old stuff and cringe at it and it's like oh i can't watch yeah. this that definitely <laughs> happens like there's some things like i will not even talk about to people because i'm like don't even watch that because that's yeah that i didn't know what i was doing back then and yeah it's it's just not good <laughs> so definitely yes there's there's some things i that are very cringe worthy in my book and out of all the characters you've played which one would you say was the toughest the toughest oh that's a great question um the toughest character i've ever done i want to say probably probably shark maybe like there was one there was one character i played where we had it was so much dialogue um and we had such little time because the the timing of everything was just nuts like we had a week to finish everything um it was so much it was such a dialogue heavy piece that was really challenging because of the dialogue it was literally paragraphs on paragraphs on paragraphs um for each character um when i did the the, the movie kicking knowledge um but i want to say overall shark would have probably been the the hardest per se only because mm, only because when it came to certain characters and outfits he would put on I would always kind of have a hard time thinking of which voice fits this character which voice should this character be because I can go like super high and you know talk like this or you know things of that nature or or you know go super low super super low um and talk like that but it just depends on like uh his character and 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 what costumes he's wearing and so 
I don't know, like finding the balance and and having the DreamWorks team, you know, have a, a happy medium uh, with with the voices that that were chosen, I think was really challenging for me in the moment uh, because it was my first voiceover anything. Um, and so it was, I guess, in my head, like a lot of I don't want to say pressure, but uh, <laughs> it was like I, I didn't want to do a bad job for my first voiceover job is what I'm getting at. So, uh, but I think overall, you know, once I got a little more comfortable, uh, things kind of flowed a lot more smoothly, but yeah, I want to say that was really challenging for me. No, because I, when I was watching it, I was really impressed by your performance. Like truly, I, and I had, and I had to look you up cause I'm like, who is this guy? Why is he not getting more work? Cause he's like really, really good. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, it's because because whenever I talk to people who you know start out doing on camera and then moving on to voiceover, they say it's a it's you know there's a difficult transition because it's it's a totally different ballpark and it's to, it's a totally different style of acting and it's because you know it's you know it's you know you're acting with your voice and you have to emote and you know meticulate and all this other stuff that you would normally do, but just using your voice and that's tough. That is tough. Yeah, it's very different because um, you also have to stand still <laughs> in front of the microphone. Um, and I'm a very, I'm naturally just very animated, especially if I'm really excited about something. And so Shark, he, 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 he's an exciting guy in, in certain moments. Uh, and so I just remember, I remember it wasn't hard for me to stand still, like, because they kind of teach you in acting classes sometimes, you know, you can just plant your feet and act like you have, I don't know, cement, you have cemented your feet to the ground, right? And so that aspect of it was 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 fairly easy, but everything else in, in terms of, uh, I guess, emoting with your voice and not your face. Naturally, honestly, I'm just gonna be honest with you. Naturally, in the studio, it didn't matter what I was doing. I was doing... It helps me as a voice actor um, and on-screen actor to just emote as I'm doing whatever lines is coming out of my mouth. Uh, so, like, I was still doing hand gestures and and making funny faces, which is which now that I think about it is probably why the DreamWorks team was was having a ball in the in the studio because like it's like every voice um, I did for Shark's character and every like kind of rendition I would give, I would start literally being shark and putting on my own costume metaphorically and just being somebody else in the, in that studio in that moment. Um, and just like really, just really having fun with it. I, I think uh, when, when I, when I was doing Scrooge, <laughs> I, I kind of like hunched over a little bit to kind of sound <laughs> like an older person uh, the, for my first take. And they were like, um, let's, let's let's go a little not that old and let's let's find a happy medium and like they start laughing at me and i'm like okay guys i, I got you i got you let's let's try this and so i gave them another rendition and um <laughs> i don't know it's just it's 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 very different from screen but it's also very fun like i i feel like a lot of times actors can be intimidated about um going from screen to voice um because they were, were taught to connect 
with our scene partner, right? We have to look in their eyes and and to feel what they feel and then deliver our line back based on how they say it. Uh, but but in 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 voice, it's it's similar, but it's just like you know, if you just take off the aspect of connecting, because uh, especially during this, we we kind of had to do it separately uh, because of COVID restrictions. Um, it was very hard to just to just kind of like say the lines without anyone else around i want to say like that was really hard um of course the dreamworks team will like read to you sometimes who who spoke before you just to kind of like if you get you in the mood but like uh for the most part like it's, it's not you don't you don't really hear anything else you just kind of take the direction of how the line should be said and you and and i you say it um so yeah yeah sorry that was a long-winded answer to your question but <laughs> No, no, I love it. I love uh, listening to actors, uh, you know, break down the process, especially like going full method by just hunching over because like, oh, oh, I'm an old person. So I just better like yeah. hunch over. <laughs> yeah, it helps me when I do it. And uh, yeah, it makes the voice that I'm going for come out a lot easier when I when I actually, you know, become method. So. No, but it just goes to show you how good your performance was, because I, you know, I, I, I knew that that you guys probably didn't record together because, you know, again, the, a lot of projects that a lot of animated projects that have been recorded over the past couple of years have been separate because of COVID. But I didn't notice, like, I, I like it, it doesn't like, you know, you watch the special and it, and it feels like everyone was in the same room because like, it's mm. just seamless. All the performances were seamless and I just love it. Yeah. They did a phenomenal job. I was, I was really excited to to see it. Um, cause I was waiting for it to come out and I was like, cause they didn't even tell me the holiday special was going to come out. Like I, I found out, uh, through my team, um, I believe so. They sent me an email and I was like, what a holiday special. I thought I wasn't going to see anything for like two years, <laughs> two, three years. And so, uh, I was really excited to, to see the final product. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, it was great great team and uh you know would you consider doing more voiceover down the line or is that or is this just like you know if you know or if it's just like hey you know if if they'll have me sort of thing <laughs> oh most definitely i've always told myself if if on screen for whatever reason you know does doesn't take me far let's say i don't know ai takes over and all actors are losing their jobs i wouldn't mind just you know going to to straight animation because I, I love, I love animation. It, it was one of my first loves in the uh, film world. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, like I said, it's been a dream of mine since I was a kid. So this being my first one and it doing well. And, and even you, I guess, having to look me up just to like, see who, who, who I was uh, just, you know, goes to show that I, I, I can make it I can make it work if if I truly you know decide to go on this path so um yeah I wouldn't mind doing animation more more animation so if anybody's listening to this and uh you need a, a voiceover actor <laughs> uh Ezekiel JB is uh he, here for the job or just uh you know reach out to my team and let's set something up <laughs> yeah man uh definitely and and I just want to ask, like, you know, seeing as you work on a lot of projects, you must have a lot of funny stories on set. Like, what was what was the funniest story that you, that you got that happened on set? Funniest story on set. Ugh. 
I don't know. That that's a that's that's a tough one because a lot of things do happen on set um that are very interesting. But <laughs> uh, funniest? Uh I don't know. I don't know. Because yeah, set life is very different from the, the typical nine to five. So uh huh. I'm trying to think. What what's something that happened that was just like roll on floor laughing funny? On set. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, when it gets closer to night, like night shoots, um, or you've just been on set for, let's say, I don't know, 14 hours, you you start to see the, the, the deliriousness come out of people. And, you know, when it hits a certain hour of the day, uh, a lot of people turn into very interesting characters, to say the least. <laughs> Um, and so it's, I think for me, it's very funny just to watch people like how the crew or, you know, some of your other, your castmates will, will, will start acting once they're like tired and delirious and yeah, <laughs> just, just the most randomest clowniest, uh, things come out, I guess you can say, um, I don't have any specific examples of that, <laughs> unfortunately. But it's like I, I over the over the course of me me being in the business, uh, I know night shoots and shoots that run into the night um, tend to bring a lot of funny out of people. Um, people get a lot more loose, I guess you can say. I, I really don't know how to how to describe it you, you know how like when when it's nighttime and uh you know you're supposed to go to bed but you don't want to go to bed and then uh you just kind of is, is there a word for it like the zoomies I, I think i heard somebody call it the zoomies once like you just have this random burst of energy and you're just kind of uh i don't know just kind of saying random funny nonsense <laughs> that you normally probably wouldn't say like during the day on a, on a normal day to day but for whatever reason at night when you get a random burst of energy it just just comes out you know what you know what i'm talking about at all or is that just a i, I mean i don't i mean i i've i've been in situations you know during nighttime where people can get a little you know a little a little crazy but yeah uh, you know i i don't i i've never seen anyone like high off zoomies or any or whatever you're talking about <laughs> Okay, well, zoomies was like a word that I heard somebody describe it as, and so like it, it is, it is, yes, yeah, it's, it's essentially what you just said. Like people get a little crazy past a certain hour, and I was like, whoa, okay, that's interesting. Uh, so yeah, it's the same thing on set, but with a lot more people. <laughs> so it's just very interesting watching times, and sometimes it's just like, what in the world did I just witness? And you just kind of like laugh it off, and yeah, and keep going. It's like someone walking their dog at like ten or ten or eleven a.m. at ten one in the morning or so, and it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, literally <laughs> that aspect. It's like what? It's like why are you up this late? <laughs> precisely, precisely. Oh man, but uh, yeah. Uh, before I wrap this up, can you give us an update on what you're currently working on, and where can people find you online? Yes, what I'm currently working on. Uh, so I do produce as well. So I'm working on a film uh, that I am producing uh, called Boxed Purple Lions. It is a feature film. Um, we're in pre-production phase right now. Um, I do have another film called Black Exodus that I'm producing as well, which is also in the pre-production phase. 
Um, and people can find me, find me online, um, Instagram at I am underscore Ezekiel underscore a JB, um, Facebook, Ezekiel a JB, Twitter, Ezekiel a JB. Well, I don't think it's called Twitter anymore. X Ezekiel a JB, uh, TikTok Ezekiel a JB, just uh, Google Ezekiel a JB. I think everything will just kind of pop up. So yeah, uh, everything is my name. <clears throat> Thank you so much for taking the time off to do this. This has been a wonderful conversation and, uh, you know, I wish you all the best on your career. And, you know, if, if, you know, if you ever get more stuff, you know, you know, we'll love, to, I'd love to have you on for, for another part and we can, you know, chat about that stuff. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. Yes. Yes. I, I really appreciate you having me on here. Abdullah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. You as well.